Figaro. Whoa. Oh, we were just talking. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Things We Got Wrong. We were just talking about all the things we got wrong. Oh, my God. So many things. I mean, is it that the older uh, you get, you start realizing how many things you got wrong? Here's what I think it is. What do you think? I think in our case, a lot of what we've tried to do is like be ethical and and virtuous and like believe this uh, uh, bullshit about how like it's what's inside that counts. And so as you get older, you realize that's a lie. Yeah. The the world is built by sociopaths and narcissists and it's there. They've rigged the game. Totally rigged. And we should have been like, what is that thing? Taking names, kicking ass and taking yeah. names. Why didn't we do that? I don't know. I felt <laughs> out of character. I tried and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry for kicking you. It's not too late though. We can start being assholes anytime we want. I think more than, I think here's what we need to do. It's not about, and this is kind of funny because this is the exact opposite of what the show is. Uh, <laughs> we need to be not assholes, but unapologetic. Oh, interesting. Right. But I think that you can accomplish both. Like you can admit when you're wrong, yeah. but not be apologetic about right. it. Right. Yes. What is I that? am I not don't... sorry. That I, <laughs> yes. This is like, sorry, not sorry, actually <laughs> in real life, I think. Well, because... Yeah. I want to be unapologetic, but also take accountability. Okay. Cause like... What is that? I don't know. On 15 real? Minutes of Blame recently, we had the issue where we people were like, policing the way we use certain words. And I see this all the time, you know, like you're not supposed to say this, you're supposed to say this and we've changed it now, whatever. And, um, I can't listen to it anymore because there's too many voices. We, so it's like that unapologetic thing. Like we got to just do what we think is right. And yeah. And like, you're not going to make everybody happy. And yeah, that's a hard lesson. You know, it kind of feels like what's happening. There was like, I'm like, my favorite color is blue. People are like, oh, so you're saying you don't like red? I no, can't believe I she am hates not pink. Saying that at all? Whoa! Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. just saying. You know what? I'm just gonna be like, I don't care about your other colors. I like blue or whatever, you know. And there yes. used to be like, okay, well, I like blue, but also I like this. I like that. And it just gets so exhausting when you're because it feels almost like an inauthentic way of being or yeah. living or something. Because it's like, yeah. who are we living for? other people or ourselves. And, Mm. you know, this is also, I was reading something, I can't remember where this was, but it was talking about, oh, I think it was like a women's seminar I went to. It was talking about how, you know, we get this message, especially as women, that we're supposed to be like selfless and we're supposed to be like always like putting other people first. And like when really that comes, uh, comes at such a cost to ourselves and other people that really the most selfless thing we could do is be selfish and put ourselves mm-hmm. first yeah. and that how we, we need to do that. And I am just the freaking where I have not gotten that right. Even listening to these episodes, I was like, oh, cringe. I, this show is very Cringy. hard to make. Yeah. I wow. hate listening to our old episodes. It is. I mean, think about it. Think about you guys listening. Yeah. Folks listening. Oh, I'm, Speaking I'm of like, word police. Oh, right, right. I'm already <laughs> like tired from, from even like thinking about this. Think about 
what it's like to listen to your own voice on your, I was going to say answering machine, but like whatever you use, like your, your voicemail. Like old home videos. Oh, and you're just like, oh, who's, don't talk. Yeah. You know, this is that so much. I don't know how like, we ever got an audience. Like this is, were we more unapologetic then? Kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were, we were. And I, you remember how I said when I listened to the comedy episode, I really noticed how much we laughed and how like oh we were so like naive really like yeah. the world was looking up right and when i listen now i'm like suze stop it what are you right. doing <laughs> is that it so you just bad. get like old and cynical or jaded. is it just like jaded is that what's like happened in in it's just you get perspective for sure yeah like i do feel like i looked into the future with this like optimistic view and and this like rose colored glasses <laughs> and i don't know if it's like life the pandemic like or they were just like slap those rose colored glasses right off my face and we're like yeah oh, that's what the future looks like it just so many things <laughs> did not go as planned as they never mm-hmm. do. I mean, yep. if you would have, I, like, I did not have my mom falling out of a building on my bingo card. I did not have like, you know, nobody had the pandemic on their bingo card. You know, I just, this wasn't. Yeah. that We had bought into this idea that if you did certain things that it, it would all work out, mm-hmm. but that is a lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because life doesn't care Mm -mm. and this is what people learn who get sick like let's say you're young and you get cancer or stuff like Mm -hmm. that it's just like life does not care what your plans were no not one little bit so now we realize that yeah and that adds a little bit of an edge a little bit (laughs) and i just feel like i was so (sighs) even listening to those past episodes it felt like i was not living for sarah Oh, interesting. You know, like in the things that I was putting up with or things that I was accepting, well, I guess this is how it has to be. I guess this is, I don't know. I feel like I can speak up a little more now. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's progress. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think that you probably thought, okay, everybody, like if you're in a relationship, you know, you compromise, they compromise. Right. But like that's assuming that they're going to compromise. Correct. <laughs> and then I think I was thinking that you could compromise on big things. Oh, that's like, tough. And yeah. I think maybe it was also like when self-confidence is low, it's hard to identify what your needs are because it almost feels like you're not deserving of having needs. You don't, the, everything seems like a want. You know, I talk to clients a lot about what are your needs? What are your wants? Needs are like, I need this. I need this like air. I need to breathe. Like I need, you know, whatever it may be. Like, um, and then wants is like, well, I want this in a relationship, but I could survive without it. It's just what I want to feel good. Right. And I think that for so long, 
I just had everything in the, well, I want this and nothing in the thing. There wasn't much in the like deal breakers things. Yeah. That I demand that I need. And then when I decided or when I, I sacrificed or realized maybe like the, the consequences of sacrificing those needs for so long, uh, like kind of caught up to me, then it was like, Oh crap. Like I can't, I can't not get these things. And I thought I, I thought I would be able to be okay without them. Mm. I mean, would you listen to the sex one? Yeah. Okay. And you have felt that you heard that in your voice or in your words? Yeah. I felt like I knew how unsatisfied I was in that department. And I knew also that it was so difficult for me to ask for those needs to be met. Mm -hmm. Like, and I even realized that it's still not easy for me to ask for things. I think that's very common for women though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's funny because I, I was, you know, Eli and I were getting intimate the other night and I was just really struggling to get there. And it's because I had a fucking song stuck in my head. And then on the sex episode, yeah, I said that. I said, God forbid you have an earworm. This, And then so I was, and then I, I don't know if it, w- it was because I was talking about this or listening to it, but I saw some stuff in my Instagram feed that was talking about the connection, the, the difficulty with people who have ADHD in sometimes, achi- especially women achieving orgasm because you have to be so relaxed and like your focused. mind does have to be focused. And wow. And I almost have to like do things like I find this is going to sound so weird, but like I could focus more if like I'm biting my own arm. Oh, wow. Like I'm like have my hands up and I'm just kind of like have my face like buried in my arm. And if I just like bite my arm a little bit, that like focuses um, me into the moment. And like, that makes sense because it just kind of feels nice. When my friend Pema, the Buddhist monk, he would always talk about like if you feel like you're living in the past or living in the future, anxious or depressed, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, The body is always in the present. Mm -hmm. So the more that you focus on your body, the more you can be in the moment Mm -hmm. because your body can't be in the future or the past. I was having like a moment this morning where I started like my, my mind was just like, what about this? What about this? Worrying about this. And I was like freaking out. So I very calmly went over to the refrigerator and filled up a bucket with ice and water. And I stuck my hand in the ice water to just chill, like chill me out literally and figuratively. It shocks you. It shocks me. And I take like, and I was like, okay, we're fine. It's like that chair clip snap out of it. Yeah. You know, like splash, slaps them in the face. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly what I needed to like do with well, that's Water. really cool that you knew that you needed that. Yeah, because most of us just start breathing into a paper bag and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. Remember, you asked, did you listen to the sleep one too, the sleep uh-huh. episode, and yeah. how you were like, what? What are you? Was it? What are you dreaming about? And I was like, just crippling anxiety. Or yeah, something <laughs> like that. Just crippling anxiety. <laughs> but that's so good that you'd at least have the tool to sort of maybe get yeah. out of that cycle. Yeah. yeah. Well, so the sex episode was totally fascinating because like you said, you were very candid about, I don't know whether it was true or not, but your relationship at that time and where you guys were physically. And 
I'm just totally fascinated by it because now, of course, we're looking at it seven years later Mm -hmm. and things Mm -hmm. have obviously changed quite a bit. Would you, did you get anything wrong Mm. about that? I think the things I got wrong was taking as much blame or responsibility for my lack of enjoyment or pleasure received. Like, yeah, yeah, you thought you were the problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, it didn't help that I was being told I was the problem. And, you know, I think that I didn't then really have the understanding and language to know why things were difficult for me or mm, like what I needed maybe. And I don't know. I just, I feel like I hear myself talk and I'm like, I wish I could just say, like demand what, demand what you need. And really, can you hear a dog barking in the background? Yeah, is that Bo? No, that's my and Ashley's dog who lives here. It's very loud. Well, it's all right. She'll chill out. She'll chill chill out. (laughs) Maybe she's asking for what she wants. Maybe she is. Probably walk (laughs) or something like that. But yeah, it was like you know. And one of the things that was a funny part, you know, we talked about how socks increase women's chance of orgasm. Yeah, I make such a stink about that now. I'm like, nope, you it's never going to happen. I need socks on. I need shoes. All I want is warmth. I want to be, and you know, it's like a lot of the things that, you know, I think our podcast really helped me understand some of these things too. Well, because what, what you learn, because you uh, on that episode were sharing like the science behind like what can get you in the mood and all that. Yeah. And so it probably was validating to you that like, this isn't me. This is right. just a humans. Yeah. Humans. Right. And there is, there's a great show. Um, uh, what's her name? Kara D D the model. D, I can't freaking ever remember how to say her last name. Yeah. Evangeline D Evangeline D something. She's I really cute. Like I lost it, but yeah, yeah, I know who you mean. She has a TV show out that it talks about a bunch of different subjects around sex. And one of the episodes that I watched was the um, orgasm gap. Why is there such a gap between male pleasure and female pleasure when it's a lot of the same hormones that are released? Simulation is saying there's nothing that should really be getting in the way of Mm -hmm. that. And a lot of it is like messages that we got that we don't need to experience that and therefore like don't work hard demanding it or don't Oh, if it's there's so the loaded. Belief, there's the it's guilt. It's so loaded. If there's the belief that we are not going to achieve an orgasm, then we are not going to put the energy into trying to have one. I mean, it's not just about like, oh, it's difficult for female orgasm. It's also like there's a, a gender gap about who is expected to be pure, who is right. expected to be restrained like we're this, the ones that are supposed to say no. Right. There is absolutely no expectation that a man even could control himself unless there's somebody saying, no, That's we're not crazy. That's why like, you know, the stereotype about gay men, like they're <laughs> banging nonstop or just whatever. Nobody's saying no. Right? <laughs> I mean, but it's not just that that's more common. It's that yeah. there's an expectation. 
that yeah. we're supposed to be the civilizing force. We're supposed to be modest, beep, beep, beep. Right. So. And then it, you know, there, there was a part in there where, and I do believe part of this, where I talked about how, you know, that action precedes attitude. attitude yeah. And how, you know, often like you could not be in the mood, but then you start making out and then you get in the mood. That is fine if you are in a relationship where there is good communication, where there totally. is, where it feels safe and it feels good. But I think that it is so important in a relationship, whether you are married or dating or fuck buddies, it doesn't matter to follow the rules of consent, which is consent moves, M-O-V-E-S. It's mutual. Consent is ongoing. Consent is verbal, enthusiastic, and sober. And if it is not all of those things, even within your relationship, then it will, like, it feels unsafe to me. And then if I feel like I'm unsafe, then I'm never going to be able to enjoy it because being relaxed and feeling safe is the number one thing that'll make you achieve an orgasm if that is the goal of in your... That's a really good point, Sarah, because I didn't think of that when I listened to that episode about how uh, we had talked... Well, I'll play a clip right here. Yeah, headaches are... Cured through orgasm. I did read that. Wow. Yeah. That's that. You can't use that as your excuse anymore. No, you can't. Um, And sometimes, you know, uh, I'm very bad at initiating. And also, like, you know, if my husband is interested in having sex, like, you know, I always say, like, oh, well, you know, I can't just turn it on. But, you know, the truth is, if you just start, sometimes you just kind of go with the flow and then you get excited about it. And like my, sometimes I've been reluctant to start and, or to even have sex. And then when I do, I'm like, oh my God, that was the best ever. We should be doing this all the time. This is fantastic. And yeah. I should have, I, what was I thinking? And I love it. It's just, that's the you know, old it's like, I don't know. Action precedes attitude. So if you yeah. act like you want something, then sooner or later you will. You will. So, so. just do it people. Um, we had talked about all of that and how you just have to like, you need a little nudge or whatever. But like, I, I never thought of that point of view of like, this is Mm -hmm. teetering on the edge of like, just do it even if you don't want to. Right. And so now like, you know, I, I've talked to Eli about like what I want those encounters to look like and how I want us to always both, like people don't have to both be on the same page, but if he's like in the mood and wants to, you know, go for it, then approaching me in a way that sounds like, you know, Hey, I'm feeling like rolling around for a bit, like getting naked. Like what can I do to get you there? how can we get you to that place too? Whether, yeah. And usually it or, won't hey, take like, much. Just let me know if you're feeling yeah. itch. Like, yeah. you know, okay. hey, can I, can I rub your back or can I like, you know, whatever it is. Uh, you know, I was listening to this uh, uh, sex therapist talk about the, what women need to kind of get them in the mood and get there. And a lot of men, you could almost think of it as like the gas and the brake. A lot of men think it's like, 
romance. And also this is, I get it very like heteronormative, like, and totally. this is like male, female, and I'm talking in that. And we're, there are so the many other binary, kinds of relationships. Yeah. This, is, this is totally gender. There's binary a range. There's a range. So, and, so this is just my experience <laughs> in that. I just need to say yes. um, Thank you. But she was talking about, you could think of it as like the gas and the brake. And we think of like, you know, most most men are like, want to push on the gas. They think, oh, I want to like, you know, romance, like flowers and, you know, kisses and hug, whatever. Like that's what they need. And that'll get them in the, in the mood. But what's happening is it's like you could, if you're pressing on the gas, you could press on the gas all you want. But if there's also a foot on the brake, you're not going to go anywhere. And the a lot of things work like a brake in like stopping women's, that feeling of being sexually aroused, having a lot to do, worrying about like kids and worrying about like what's other, there's just like a lot of stress, a lot of responsibility. So the more things that your partner can do to not press on the gas, but to help remove the foot on the brake. So like, Hey, let me make dinner tonight. Hey, what can I help you with to like, get you ready to move towards the bedroom, things that are more like taking the foot off of the gas of things that usually get in the way for women, like the stressors <clears throat> of life. That's how to approach. Mm-hmm. I think that's very good advice. Woman. Yes. Yeah. Very good advice. Mm-hmm. I was struck by, um, I, and this isn't necessarily something I got wrong, but mm-hmm. um, I'm just far less open now. Like I... Like even just listening to the episode made me uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. Like I would think uh, it would be the opposite. I I'm know. way more open now. I wonder what happened Especially to us. Especially about butt stuff. <laughs> I had not done anything before. And I was like, oh, now I'm like, oh yeah, stick a finger, stick whatever you want. That's fine. Just do, just make sure it has a tapered end. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, that's good for you. A flared you. end. That's what I mean. A flared I'm end. I'm happy yeah. for you. Yeah. Like I, when we were talking about the, the Kanye West, like having a finger, I was like, who doesn't like a finger in the b-hole? Oh my God. He's not a little bitch. He's just a guy. Do just you think it's because you're just, you're dating and not married now? Do you think that makes you more in that mode or it's just age or what? No, I think it's the acceptance around like my pleasure and my, and the things that make me feel good. And now I feel like I, I have to be less ashamed for That's of great. asking for the things that I want and that I need. And That's so good. Oh my God. I, that dog is so loud. Stop barking, Carly. <laughs> um, I, I just, I don't know why I've become a prude. Maybe it's because my son is older. And so like, there's oh, that dynamic yeah, yeah, of yeah. like, oh wait, like eventually he's going to be in that time in his life. And I'm, oh my God. I don't know. I'm not I'm ready. Theorizing. I'm not ready. I yeah. don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> I, I could, it's just a theory. I don't know why it happened, but I'm definitely more prudish and like, don't want to hear about other people's ex- wow. ex- escapades and all yeah. that. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to unpack that sometime. Yeah, Adam's kind of prudish too. He's kind of shy about that kind of stuff. He's not. Yeah, like, he. I. I don't know. Maybe that's because he's English or something. He is. He. He is old fashioned in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah, old fashioned. We'll call mm-hmm, it that. like a gentlemanly type, oh. and not with me privately. Not Eli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. No, I. I think. <laughs> yeah, int- intimacy was not there in my past relationship. Okay. 
I wish I, I could talk all about all I of that. I had so with, much to do with it too. I mean, it's not like I was so shut off and wasn't able well, to. Well, that's probably part of why you connected. Because a hundred million trillion percent. That element where you had maybe stuff you had to work through in that department and then whatever his deal is, was the combo that yep. facilitated that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was always, I said this to our therapist and I've said this to other people too, that it's kind of like we both went to bed with a suit of armor on and it was like protective for us. But then when I went through grad school and when I like worked on myself and understood why I was wearing that suit of armor, then I started to take it off. And it didn't, it wasn't something that I noticed when I, we were both suited up and going to bed with yeah. those walls up and that, that inability to kind of like be vulnerable intimately. It, but then once I started, once I was really naked and really like vulnerable, then was, I was like, Ooh, this is cold. This is, I can't sleep next to this. I can't, this isn't. Well, that's what you just described is something I think so many people experience in one relationship or the other where you grow apart. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah. You went in one direction yes. where you wanted to heal and remove that armor and he was still wearing his and not mm-hmm. that that's wrong. Right. It's just you then were And just like armor, we wear that to protect ourselves. So who am I to say, please take off your protection that is keeping you feeling safe? I'm not going to do that. That's a, But I knew I was ready to take mine off. I knew that I wanted yeah. to be with somebody who was more vulnerable and open. And now like Eli and I are so open about sex stuff. And yeah. he is very committed to making me feel good and meeting my needs and wants to, and like never takes it personally, like ne- and wants to really like you know, you could tell there's an energy that somebody puts in. It's kind of like if you ask somebody to help you do, I don't know, the chore to clean the kitchen and you can tell when they're like washing dishes and are angry that they're washing dishes versus like <laughs> whistle while you work kind of washing dishes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I can tell that yeah. he's like, yeah, let's clean this kitchen. Whoa, let's go. Okay. That's great. You know, that's and, a much better match for you now. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, and... Since you do have to be sort of mellowed and chilled out, may I recommend Next Evo Naturals? This is, you know, it's actually a very, very good combo. It is a good combo. The sexy time and CBD. Let me tell you. Yep. This will keep your mind present, but will make you feel relaxed and calm and take that edge off and absolutely helps me. Focus. Yeah. Next Evo Natural CBD. This is, I take this one all, every day, the stress CBD complex. This is what I take when I start my work day. I'm like, well, yeah, because it's, Time. you know, I get stressed and I, I need to chill out. I have like an anxious disposition, mm-hmm. um, but they have a sleep <laughs> version of the gummy and then they have the capsules as well, which are time-released and wonderful. They really do help you sleep. They help you just chill out and um and help you stay asleep which is my main thing. Yes. Um the triple action CBD sleep. It has the smart sorb uh CBD which calms your mind mm. uh and then the melatonin to get you to sleep fast. Okay. Make CBD a part of reaching your full potential with Next Evo Naturals. Go to nextevo.com/podcast 
and then use promo code WRONG to get 20% off your first order of $40 or more. That's 20% off $40 or more at nextevo.com slash podcast with code WRONG. Yes. Um, and we did also cover the, uh, we're covering the sleep episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did want to add, because you mentioned the um, Kanye thing. Because mm-hmm. we talked about how Amber Rose got into like a Twitter feud about like their relationship, and she said that he liked butt stuff, and he didn't yeah. like that. Um, I am struck because of what we know now about Kanye, mm-hmm. how much he came up on our show often, and I think that that's something to pay attention to. Like, which celebrities sort of like are always in some sort of issue? Because yeah, it's like a foreboding i think right yeah he's like the agent of chaos yeah Mm -hmm. lock cooking yeah i'm trying to think of who else is like that we talk about all the time i know as i listen i'm going to start making a note of like oh we talk about this celebrity a lot i also read the statistic on um the pull out method we said i said 96 percent effective on the show but i checked that now and it said 80 percent like i feel like there's there's a bunch of of variables, variables. and things yep. like that because also if you're if you're using the pull out method and tracking your ovulation you're not getting, you're like i've been doing that forever i'm saying you do what works for you but i know exactly the months of the year that i'm going to or months of the year the the days of the month that i'm able to get pregnant and right. I know when I'm not able to get pregnant and like, mm-hmm. or I'm just like not banging on those days that I could get pregnant. And, you know, I guess, and in the case the of the pullout method, if they're pulling out to ejaculate, um, there's always the pre, pre-cum right. yes. situation yeah. that it was in there. And yeah. if that sperm is like a real right go-getter. Right then you're getting fertilized. I'm sorry to tell you. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> there you go. I think that range is like, it's going to be, I yeah. think anytime they do that test, anytime they get that answer, we're going to yeah. hear a different percentage. It's like one of those 78% of statistics are made up kind of thing. I thought it was funny how in the sex episode, when we were talking about butt stuff, I was like, it's fine. We don't judge. And I just would like to say, I got that wrong. I definitely do judge. <gasps> I, Because I'm always like, if you're into like kinky stuff, I'm always like, that, stop doing that. So I was wrong. I do judge. That is so funny. And that when I listened to that, I was like, man, I was being way too judgmental. Stick whatever you want. <laughs> like I, my That's notes crazy. actually say, let's see, what did I write down? I wrote down something like, I said, butt play is way more fun and not scary. Those are my notes. And then I wrote, socks are still number one. (laughs) That should be a (laughs) t-shirt. That's really funny. So Sarah's become like way cooler and better and I've become a big piece of shit. Yeah. It's basically the takeaway. You you are in a healthy, committed relationship that just like, you know. We're just getting like old. Yeah. And me, I just like went out and Amber rose it up all over town. <laughs> yeah, you did. Okay. Just, uh, is there anything that stuck out that in the I sleep no one? Um, <laughs> yeah. I, the bedtime thing. Oh yeah. Well, let's hear what you had to say back in the original brain candy episode. Are you a good sleeper? Nope. <laughs> 
I'm the worst sleeper ever. That's shocking. You Are see, you? I am a good sleeper. Yeah. Do you have an easy time going to sleep? Yeah. Okay. Follow-up question. Do you disconnect at night and actually put yourself to bed? Like, do you have a bedtime? Do you say, okay, I'm going to bed now and I'm shutting off the television and I'm laying down and now I'm yeah. asleep. Who, oh, what do you I'm do? I'm so jealous. I just watch TV until my eyes burn out. <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing with I this story. I can't shut off. <laughs> you're acting like this is something that happens to you, but you, <laughs> you're like, I am so jealous of the decisions you're making, Susie. <laughs> but why don't you just do I it? Okay, so if you did turn the TV off, you still wouldn't fall asleep because your no, brain think would think, I'm missing TV, I'm missing... Or it's like other... It's just... It's like the little... I'm still a six-year-old who's like, I don't want to go to bed yet, I'm not ready, but what if, like... Um, are you a night person? Is I'm a night person. I okay. get really active at night. I have changed... Think that I have completely done a 180 here. Oh, because now you have a bedtime. I go to bed. I cannot stay up past 10 o'clock. I, even if I wanted to, I'm like, I actually put myself to bed. And, uh, one of the things that has significantly improved my sleep is the sleep sock that Susie get. And I don't mean sock like you put on your feet. Oh, I mean, sack sleep sack that you crawl into. It's like, it was on shark tank. Eli calls it my adult swaddle. <laughs> He's like, oh, you mean your swaddle? It's yes, like a cocoon, and I love it. And I say it makes me feel so safe. Nothing can get in. And he's like, yeah, not even me. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. he probably hates it because his cuddling belt. has gone way down. But well, my you've become ability to fall asleep has gone way like this root routinized bedtime type mm-hmm. of gal. Ten o'clock. I've I've been staying up till like one every night partying oh, solo parties. I'm so jealous. I'm like every I need night. To do that. I don't know. I guess different stages for different ages, man. Yeah. I don't know. I can't and go to bed early my anymore. documentary watching, way down. Way okay. down. Yeah. The fun articles that I have, like I feel like I find the best articles between the hours of midnight and 2 a.m. Now I'm not even awake <laughs> during that time. So. Oh, I wanted to say, last night I had a dream that I wanted you to interpret. Oh, let's do it. I mean, it's not really a big deal, but um, I just thought it was timely. Yeah. It was, uh, I was bit by a, a cobra on my hand. Oh my goodness. That's very specific. I know. And I was like, that must mean like I'm going to be um, betrayed or. Oh yeah. Something what does like that mean? That. Yeah. What I don't do you know. Think? Do you have any ideas? Well. I guess betrayed. That was kind of like what, oh God, I hope not. Like you were, bit, where did the, co- where did the cobra come from? Do you remember like. Was it like- yeah, it was in a box and I was supposed to be watching it and I had, I went, I just put the box down, but I accidentally sort of dropped it. And then the snake like jumped up and just bit me out of like fright, like out of a reaction. What does that oh, mean? What does so that like mean? Something that you were tasked, tasked to take to care do, of, to like take care of. Ended up. Then ended up. Killing me and the venom was like you, bubbling like and you're, and it was an accident and you, oh man. <laughs> Do you think like this is bad things are coming? Well, I'm trying to think like what were some of the events that happened during the day, like that day before there, cause sometimes well, you can tie like, I know why I dreamt it, but it's not oh, a fun really? reason. Yeah. Maybe it's like feeling of being out of control. Sometimes we like see a snake 
in some It's so not fun least. like that. It was because I read a news story about this pilot that had to make an emergency landing because a cobra was in the cockpit. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, God. And you don't find he that out anyway. up ah! its back. Okay. I would have wrecked why. the plane. I would have crashed sure, the plane. For sure. Like, we're all going down. Fuck it. So that that's not a fun reason. Snakes that's like on a literal... this goddamn plane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, there's, I, I feel like what you maybe connected to was like that feeling that maybe it's like being out of control of like something that's like not where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like you weren't expecting this. You're just going about your business and then things that are out of control happen. And like that would, that feels Ooh, not good for us. Based yeah. on what Sarah and I were talking about before the show is like, we always feel like we get punished for being good. So I'm like, mm-hmm. here I am trying to watch this box for my right. friend with a snake in it. Right. And then it comes up and bites me right in the hand. Right in the hand. So it's. And we've always talked about like how, it like, bite the hand that feeds you. That's like, <laughs> yeah, something we say. yeah. Totally. So we I do feel that. like that makes sense that it bit you there. And All right. Thank you for interpreting man. that. Do you interpret your dreams? Like when you have them, do you think, what what does that mean? Well, you know what I've been having recently? Something that you and I have talked about where people are making reappearances and there are people that I have unfit, where I don't know that I don't know how things ended with them or like I have, there's like stuff left, you, you know, like friends closure. of mine that I don't, I, I feel like. I don't have closure with that stuff. That's yeah. difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And so that has kind of been popping up lately. And your brain is trying to get an answer and you don't mm-hmm. have one. Mm-hmm. What do you think is worse? Because uh, we talked in that episode about sleep paralysis where yeah. you're sort of awake, but you can't move your body. Mm-hmm. So sleep paralysis or, which is worse, uh, it's like when you're asleep, but you're active and you're like doing stuff. Oh and- gosh. Which by the way, I have not done in so long. Why? I think it's because I have a more normal sleep schedule, a more predictable. That's probably right. And it's not like I'm, I think when I was staying up to like three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning and actually doing things like going and making toast at like 2am, but awake, then when I would fall asleep, my body would be like, shouldn't we be making toast right now? And would just walk me through whatever I was doing before. But now I'm like- Yeah, your body was confused. Yeah. Now Mm -hmm. I'm like out and out. I think- the sleep paralysis one, because anything that makes it scary to fall asleep, like keeps you awake and then it ma- it makes all those things worse. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're right. Have you had sleep paralysis? No, oh, but that would scare me. Don't I wouldn't like that one bit. Yeah. But Adam has had night terrors. I've talked about it on Brain Candy. Remember yeah. one time he... um. He was dream. He was dreaming, and he had the night terror, and he <gasps> jumped up onto me and was strangling me. <gasps> but he didn't know that he was. Yeah. Oh God! Thank God he woke up. Because yeah. I was like, Adam, you're you're having a nightmare. You know. He Ooh. thought he was slaying like a dragon or something. Yeah, that That's part scary. of your brain like doesn't shut off. It says. That is a very scary thing to have happen. For the, I think that's scarier for the partner. Yeah, yeah. for you. <laughs> You've yeah. had to deal with since that episode more things in the night that have been like Adam's <laughs> doing that you've had to like yeah. fucking CPR in the middle of the night. But this is like what stress does to both of us. Yes. You know? Yes. And I that see is, it now. That is absolutely how stress is going to play out. Yeah. But I, I'm refusing it. I, I won't live like that anymore. 
I am determined to bring peace, not just mm-hmm. to me and Adam, but also like to bring, um, like when we were talking before the show, like I want Sarah to receive everything in her life that she deserves. Oh, you're I think our listeners know you have had some real bad luck, some bad, a little bit of bad luck and like yeah. just crazy things that have happened to you through no fault of your own. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not standing for it any longer. Yeah. But you know that is that. Thank you, Suze. That's so sweet of you. You know, th- and even just hearing you say that, I think about how like we, they say like we are not the things that have happened to us, but we are how we respond to those things. And I think that for a long time I was just responding, like kind of more on autopilot. Like you know, sleep growing up felt scary and dangerous in a way, so I didn't do anything to really create a good sleep routine. And I just kind of was like, well, this is the result of, the, of growing up with no bedtime and blah, blah, you know, so now I'm, I'm okay. I see what we got. I see how it's I've reacted to, to do those that. things. Oh God, it's the freaking worst. Cause it requ- it feels like a lot of effort for stuff that you ultimately want, which then is like, why, you know, why is it so hard? But yeah. And it can feel, it's very daily too. Like, um, even you're never going to be like, well, I've solved all the problems. It's just like you have to do it every day, make that same choice. Right. So right. hard. Right. I don't know. I just, I hope that good things happen. Thank you. I, they're doing construction above me right now, apparently. I'm so sorry. Okay. Well, we can wrap it up. I also wanted to say um, that if you're in California, you should call Sarah for therapy and counseling because. Even just like when she's being friends, Sarah, I feel like I gained so much. So I, if you are thinking maybe I need a therapist, give her a jingle. Thank you. Thank you, Suze. <laughs> yes, I'm accepting new clients in the California area and uh, love working with people. Sometimes people who listen to the show think, oh, I can't call in because like I know her from the show. Nope. Oh, no. These are my best clients. These are ones yeah. who we work so well together because like- you already know a lot of stuff. You already like have a foundational understanding of a lot of the things that we're going to talk about in session. And there is nothing I like more than helping out a brainiac. And well, and I bet I that they like the fact that they know that you're doing the work yourself. One hundred percent. You're not a hypocrite, and that you no. like you said. I'm. I'm. I chose to start a bedtime ritual because I knew it was beneficial or whatever. And. Mm-hmm. That's encouraging because sometimes people look at their therapist and they're like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I also know how difficult it is. I also know that it is like, not only am I doing those things, but I'm not sitting here doing those things going, oh my God, this is so easy. Anybody could do it. Like, no, this is so hard and it takes so much work, but I am here to help. And if I could do it, other people could do it too. Okay. Well, I totally enjoyed um, this discussion. It was difficult to listen to the episodes as always because i sound like a goon but it's it's good that we've come a long way we've come a long way yeah (laughs) it's and just like i encourage everybody to ask for what they need and to not feel like you're not the problem yeah you're not the problem you know it's a relationship both people got to be in on the old situation Uh uh uh-huh absolutely 
and watch that episode on that the gender the, or the sex gap by I, Kara the mom. De Levine. Yeah, De Levine. Is that how you I think it? that's how you say it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We love you so much. Thank you for using our codes and subscribing, yes. leaving reviews. And like I said, reach out to Sarah. She can, she can sort you out. We'll see you next yeah. time, everybody. Bye. Bye. Well, what can I say? We'll mess up. We get things wrong. And these are those things that we got wrong. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.